Welcome back to The Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest, who is the author of, I would say, a very powerful book. I found it uh, stunning. I found some of it um, relatable, uh, kind of related to some experiences. It is Underwater Daughter. It's a memoir of surviving and healing. And we're going to visit with Antonia Degnan. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Ryan. Thank you for having me. And it's a pleasure to be here. How are you? How are things where you are? Um, I'm very well. I'm actually just south of you in Indianapolis. And it's a beautiful day here. I have heard so many good things happening in Indianapolis. Like I was at uh, Purdue and we'd go to Indianapolis, but not, not much was happening there in the 90s. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. I didn't move here until 2018, so I don't know about the 90s in Indy, but it's a fair city. So share with us a little bit and, and, and as, as much detail as you like of, of what the book is about, and then I want to get into some uh, specifics. Yeah, so the book is about a, um, uh, the childhood of myself. Uh, I was trained in dance from a very young age, from the age of five. And so that was the sort of all-consuming part of my childhood, along with the fact that I had a pretty dysfunctional relationship with my parents. My father was sadly very inappropriate with me and um, in a physical, sexual way. And my mom was cognizant of it, present for it, and for whatever reason, unable to do anything about it. Um, But the reason I mentioned dance first is because dance became the vehicle um, on a large scale of how I coped with uh, the confusion and shame and sort of guilt as a very young girl and then moving into my 20s. You know, I remained a dancer. I was a professional dancer in Chicago for a very long time. So the book really covers um, how I moved through that life, um, holding a lot of uh, secrets inside because I just wasn't able to sort of voice any of that. You know, I chose to dance instead as a communicator. And then finally in my 50s, you know, having this sort of catastrophic accident that stripped my ability to be a mover any longer, like took dance, took movement, took all of those things off the table. And in doing so, uh, inspired me to really confront, almost because I had to, confront so much of what I'd buried and find a new understanding, a new way of you know, being in the world um, with all of that information. Did you continue with dance and go through that as a career? Was was it about carving a new identity for yourself? Was it about, you know, as establishing this is my sense of self, this is what I've created? Yeah, I think that because, because I was introduced to um, using my body and communicating in ways from such a young age, yeah. it didn't, it, it wasn't a hobby for me. It was who I was. I, I just, um, y- you know, I was never like the best dancer in the room, but I, but it, it just, who it's just who I was. And so 
you know, I, I shut down in many ways growing up. Um, I, I, I didn't have a voice. I was never really saying my opinions or, you know, my needs or wants. It just became funneled into the dance studio and then, you know, uh, uh, subsequently the stage. Like, that really was where I lived. To me, it just finally felt like, wow, I, I'm, I'm 100% present now in, in my mm-hmm. own life. I can be 100% present for, for what I need to do versus even though it was buried somewhere in there, that trauma was certainly mm-hmm. affecting ev- everything else. It's still filtering kind of what you're experiencing. Well, you know, there's plenty of studies out there that, you know, everything that we, we go through, we move through, we experience, you know, embeds in ways beyond sort of the theoretical or the intellectual. It, it becomes cellularly, cellularly a part of who we are. The memories are, you know, in our gestures, right? They're in our ways of sort of fine-tuning information. It's, it's so, so when you're sort of like stuffing a lot of that away, you know, you're essentially nurturing the, the, that component of your physiology, of right. your your intellectuality. So it's just, you know, it, 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 when you finally choose to sort of like come out, <laughs> you know, it, it, it becomes a way of dispensing with some of those things and, and reshaping how you want to, you know, express yourself now. Was it difficult initially reliving some of those memories to to get the story and and how were you able to move past that because you, your book is is mm-hmm. is seemed very raw and very honest. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the short answer is yes. It was difficult. Um, you know, I think that because I was in kind of a desperate place, I almost felt like I had to do it. Like I. I had no choice. I was either just going to be desperate or I was going to find a new way to be in the world. And so, you know, initially writing, and this wasn't with the intent of publishing at all, so that might contribute to the rawness of the prose. But, yeah, it was it, it, it brought me back right back to that very young, confused, shameful, hurt, fearful young girl and I loved her. You know, I really, I wanted something better for that girl. And so, and especially, you know, now that, you know, at that time, I'm now a mother of five. And, you know, to have, to be so keenly aware of this sort of wall that had been put there. And I was partially responsible for that wall, right? Yeah. You know, by choosing to, to sort of navigate the world as I did, I thought, she deserves way better than that because I would never intentionally do that to my own children or to any child. Right. And so it was really as painful as it was. I knew there was gold in there. I knew that there was a, there was, you know, a better, a payoff, a big payoff. I love what you said there about taking care of, of the, the young person in you, because I said, I, if I could, I would just love to go back and just hug my younger self and like yeah. that you're, you're going to go yeah. through this, but you're, you're going to come out stronger, but who, who knows at the time, but I look at that little That's kid right. and was like, you, you did the best you could. And, and I love you and, right. and I'm happy for who you were and who we are now. I think that the hardest part of all of that 
is coming to terms with whatever your situation or circumstances might have been, whether it was your parents or someone else that, that harmed you in some way, of, of really embracing that, that most of the time, maybe not all of the time, others are doing the best they can do at that time. Like, they've not remembered, you know, how incredibly loving a person they can be. They have not reconciled maybe their own senses of diminishment or being mistreated or circumstances that made them small and in turn, you know, sort of empowered them to act poorly. So that's the, that's the full circle part of it, I think, is when we can sort of, you know, not only be taking care of that fearful young child and showing that child so much love, but then turning that around to, you know, someone else that may have been the harmer, may have been the person that, that caused the trouble in the first place, but, but they're likely suffering as well on some level. The book is Underwater Daughter, a memoir of surviving and healing. I could not recommend it more highly. It's very powerful. There, There is beauty and the power in this book. We've been visiting with the author, Antonia Degnan, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being with you, Ryan, and I wish you all the best as you move forward with all of your stuff, too. And you as well. Thank you so much.